you are listening to the TN Horror Podcast Network. Horror with a sense of humor. Or Beyond the Basement, Jim Jam, Johnny, and Yeti, where we talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, we hope everyone's doing well. Uh, we, me and Jim Jam, officially go back to work tomorrow. We leave Monday mm. the 8th. Uh, that kind of sucks, but okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned that before. I mean, it kind of sucks, but it's kind of good. Things are opening and back up. Uh, we hope everyone's been safe and well and staying uh, virus free. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for listening. And, and this, the topic that we have today was uh, suggested by one of our patrons, uh, Alex. You can be, you can uh, suggest topics too at certain tiers on our uh, patron. Why can't I, Patreon? Why can't I fucking think of the name, guys? Golly. Goodness gracious. But, uh, yeah, you can donate to our Patreon, help us out, and uh, you can also suggest things. And today, he suggested killer doctors, doctors that become serial killers or that just kill people. Uh, we have, I think we took it in a different direction a little bit, but they're all doctors-ish, if you want to consider them that. Um, also, especially, uh, go check out Terror TV. You can get a 30-day, you know, free subscription for 30 days you know go check it out uh they're helping us out we're helping them out and you know yeah. it's a good they uh it's a indie horror uh streaming service you know and you can go listen to our interview that we had with uh jay michaels guy. yeah jay michaels he was a that was a fun interview and, and really informative too yeah, very informative on that on that service. Uh, it's just really fun to hear what they have to offer for people in the indie horror uh, movie genres. Yeah, definitely a good thing. And it's yeah, hell, and it, three three ninety nine, right? Yeah, after the thirty days, it's three ninety nine a month. Of course, you know you can get it for a year for probably like sixty bucks or whatever. I think it's like forty nine or forty eight or something like that. Yeah, fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Yeah, uh, somewhere around ballpark. Yeah, it might be even cheaper than that. I don't know. I didn't look at it the yearly. Uh, but yeah, three ninety nine. Shoot, add it okay. to the streaming package. Enjoy it. It's on Roku, or you can do it online. Uh, but today, do you have anything else that, that I need to go over? Merch or anything? Buy that merch. Uh, yeah. As a, as as a. A great philosopher of the 21st century would say, perch the merch. Yeah. And also check out teenhor.com and all that stuff, guys. Yeah, do that. Ladies, gentlemen. But killer doctors. We're going to start off with uh, Harold Shipman. Harold Frederick Shipman. He uh, was from England, right? Um, yeah, he was, he was a British guy. Yeah, English general practitioner. Um, he, he's considered the most prolific serial killer in modern history. Um, so, um, the 31st of January in 2000, a jury found Shipman guilty of murder of 15 patients. With that, uh, 
they did an investigation because they're only going to charge him with 15 because that's all they needed for him to be in prison for life. But they did, uh, they they did like a hearing and had people write, you know, their information in, and and a judge reviewed every single paper on the evidence that they had on how healthy their loved one was. But they think is they confirmed 215, but they think it's more around 200 feet. Jesus Christ! And also, uh, I think it's really cool that, like, even though they just convicted him on the 15 because that's all they needed, the judge took time to hear the rest of the like. Because if you guys remember when we did uh, Robert Picton, like they got him on six, and then just said fuck the rest of them because we've got him now. Like they didn't even give light to those other victims. So, and like the, this in UK court here, they they really really took time to to fucking process how just evil this fucking guy was. And he was just a sneaky old man. Just a sneaky old fucker. Which is, which, uh, it's kind of spooky though, because if you just, I'm sure Jim Jam's got a good picture of him put up on on the video feed if you're on YouTube. Uh, He looks like if if you told me to picture an a kindly English doctor, this that's him. He, you know, he looks like your grandpa's friend who's also a doctor, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he just looks like a sweet old man. And he fucking killed all those people. Yeah, he uh he they they reviewed it because the families like petitioned the courts was like no you're going to hear all of our other all these other cases that we believe and they didn't give up you know what i'm saying well, like, they were yeah. going to do it closed they were going to they're going to do this but they were going to have a, a closed door session and they're like no 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 no, this no, be no, no everyone no, no. should be able to figure it out this should be out in the public this is not something and you yeah. know, this was in the mid 90s this wasn't you know back a long time ago you know which i mean it's over 20 years but still yeah this, this is years now. yeah you know i mean he got convicted in like 2000 but it happened before that where they were right. running to trial and all that other shit you know because well he was apprehended in september 7th 1998 but he was thought of being have killed murdered people you know saying they were investigating for two years or something like that you know and, and he had been doing it for he had been dropping yeah, it for a long time. Yeah, it, he he uh oh crap. Why didn't I have that pulled up? Yeah, and he got away with it because uh he acted like one of the old school doctors, you know, like oh I make house visits and he made all of his people feel good because he would take time and be like, Well, you're congested here, let's let's look in this book. And uh I'll show you what this says, why you could be congested. And he would take the time out, you know, and you'd bring your kid in. He'd be like, well, here, let's take, let's look at mommy's ear too. You know, and like, so he had this rapport with people that was just, you know, like unreal. Everyone loved him. He, like you said, he's like, you know, the, the uncle or the, the granddad that's taking care of you, you know. You yeah, got- he, he's the doctor you fucking recommend to your friends. Yeah. Like, oh man, if you're looking for a general practitioner, man, Doctor Shipman's where it's at. He's such a good dude. 
you know, he listens to you and explains everything. It's like, yeah, because that's what you want in a doctor. That's what you want in a primary care physician. You want them to take time to to listen to you and, and to, to really connect with you on a, on a level where you feel like you're really being taken care of. You know, so that, fuck, man. Yeah, he, it, 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 I watched a video of him and, uh, you know, trying to get some more information. He's <laughs> just crazy. Like, he would go to people's houses and their loved one would be in the other room. And he'd be like, oh, he'd come out and one of them, and dude's brother was in there and he's like, he's awfully sick. We need to call a doctor. You know, we need to call an ambulance, get him to the ER. And then he walked back in the room. Oh, he's dead. Never mind. Here's a here's a handing the yellow pages where he could get a, a grave digger or whatever. You know, like like what the fuck, dude? Just fucking cool, calm, and collected the whole time too. He he didn't talk. Uh, he from what I saw him trying to give him like I saw a video where they're trying to get him to speak about things and he really wouldn't do it. So. That, we don't really have an insight into what his deal was. Yeah, yeah, he, like, didn't, he didn't talk about it, and that—that's like, what's a shame, man. It is. It's a shame because I want to know why. So no one ever got to interview him. He wouldn't talk. He would. He didn't. He, he would just release any info. He would just sit there like a sullen old man with his arms crossed, like pouting, and and wouldn't fucking say a word. So we don't know. Yeah, yeah, like he's. Just... He got caught because uh, the corner from South Manchester District uh, was worried about the high death rate among shipment's patients. And in particular, she was concerned about the large number of cremation forms for elderly women that he had needed counter signed. So that was brought up to the police because, I mean, come on, like after a while. I think he got a little bit, bit emboldened because he killed one person and then it wasn't like a day or two later. He just made a surprise visit to someone and dude was dead. He was uh, he, over or, or she was or something. Like, yeah. There was no reason for him to be dead and he wasn't even scheduled to come visit him, but he was dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's, I mean, the, that's common though. It's, it's, you know, they get, uh, you know, you have a cooling off period, like between usually like between your first and second kills, you know, you got a, a long cooling off period and then it gets shorter and shorter, like as your tolerance grows, basically, you know what I'm saying? So you got to go back for more and go back for more. This fucker had killed like 250 people. I'm, I'm shocked that he didn't like escalate into like a berserker type mode before. You know, it's like the restraint that this dude had. This is that's part of the reason why I'm so bummed that there's no uh, interviews with him, that there's no real insight into what he was doing, because, like, this could be a really fucking interesting story, you know? Oh, yeah. If, if everything would have been known, like, uh, I think what really fucked him over was uh, his last victim, Kathleen Grundy. Mm. Yeah, she was found on June 24th, 1998. Well, her will excluded uh, everyone and even her children, and but left 
like 386,000 pounds, which is probably like 450,000 US dollars, somewhere around there, maybe 500,000. I'm not exactly perfect on the exchange rate on that, but to shipment. So, I mean, it, it sounded like he was running out of money and then he just got greedy. You know, it's like, yeah. I could kill these people. Because there was another doctor that did that. Uh, I can't think of his name, but he killed like 11 people and all their wheels were put in the, his name. And that was like earlier, like in around the 50s or something. I wish I would have broke that one down, but we weren't doing that on him. So, Who, uh, who the fuck yeah. leaves all their money to their doctor? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, after a while, it catches up to you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but he, he got cocky, you know, and, and he couldn't help himself. But his way of getting out of it was, like I said, it, he was... Acted like the old school doctor, he could make house calls, and then he he would do surgery. He got a surgery practice in the eighties or whatever or ninety three. Any doesn't matter when he he got it and he started killing them off in the surgery room, saying, "Oh well, they had heart failure." Well, if you don't do an autopsy and you cremate the body, then there's no proof of anything. It's yeah. the same way with the drugs that he used. Uh, because Grundy's body, when she was exhumed, uh, she had traces of, I'm going to probably butcher this, dimorphine, which is uh, of heroin, often used for pain control in terminal cancer patients. Yeah, so he, you know, he was given these injections, but no one was ever checking it. And and people questioned because, you know, people on this certain road were dying, you know, in this 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 area. We're, we're passing away and like one woman uh an elderly lady um, she was a nurse or something or was that her it might have been her but that, like the way that they caught it like she was slumped over in a chair like trying to get her clothes back on like her cardigan or whatever and he he had just left but he didn't even shut the door all the way like a neighbor come over and like the door was ajar Supposedly, you know, just man, it, this dude, and he's supposed to have your well being, you know, for you. And yeah, shit, you know, and it's, it, yeah, that's you know, you think your doctor's got your best interest in mind and they all take the oath or whatever. And uh, it's just, I don't know, man. Yeah, he, uh, what was I thinking? I had a. Uh, he committed suicide. Uh, the day before January, his birthday. January 13th, yeah. One day before his 58th birthday to not have to serve in prison. Um, but to me, it's just. He didn't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no closure. Yeah, you know that your, your family member passed, died because of him, but. There's no explanation on like, was he doing it because they're old? You know, he thought that they were suffering, um, which there was no indication that these people were suffering either. Like one one lady, and I'm not naming names. I mean, because that's not what we're doing here. But he, she was like 63 and was like starting her life back up. You know, had a house, got a new boyfriend, and it's like really, you know, cruising along in life. Went into surgery, yeah. died. Oh well. She had a heart. She had a heart attack. 
Is this, man, you fucking piece of shit, dude. The youngest confirmed victim was 41 years old, so. I don't, that's, that's like you're saying, it's like, you don't, you don't have, if you knew why he was killing, because, you know, is it because he thinks some kind of way about the person? Is it like yeah. a judgment thing? Is it a revenge thing? Or like a fucking... They didn't respect him. He yeah. Didn't feel like he, he, he didn't feel like he was getting the respect that he deserved from him. So he's like, yeah, stick. Did it just make him hard? Yeah, you know? The one lady didn't like him, and he found out. And, of course, she ended up dead. You know, she went to, to her house, killed her. Or what? Like I say, to, to be able to, to inject someone with their loved ones next door, tell them, I need you to leave the room, and then no one think anything of it. Man, you know he had to have a rush off that shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, he had to. He had to. And he was a cold motherfucker, man. Uh, yeah, that, you gotta be cold to be able to do that, you know? Gotta be. You gotta be. Hey, I don't yeah. I'm watching your video, Jenny. There's like a, looks like there any smoke in your room right now? Yeah. Okay. I'm sitting here vaping. Well, you wasn't vaping, but I just seen like a, uh, some fog just float in front of you. <laughs> ghosts! Fucking ghosts. They want to get in on the podcast. Yeah, and uh, they had a, a fallout on this because uh, six doctors who had signed uh, cremation forms for Shipman's victims were charged with uh, misconduct. Uh, they were claiming they should have uh, noticed the pattern between Shipman's home visits and his patient's deaths, which is true, right? Like, he, he's visiting yeah. people and they're dying. It's like, damn, what bro, uh, a lot of your, why, why, do you just have terminal patients? Is that? Yeah. But then again, you got what you said, six, six doctors who, who were signing off on his shit. So, so he I mean, he can, around, but. yeah, you can work through them, and he, and you, you know how it is, uh, fucking. I I guess you know you, you probably they're probably buddies, you know what I'm saying? They probably you know have have pints down at the old pub together, you know, watch the footy, you know what I'm saying? The soccer or whatever the fuck old British dudes do, and uh, yeah, hey mate, can you sign this real quick for me? So, uh, you know, I gotta go Roger the Misses. You know, would you sign this real quick? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Sure thing, mate. Fucking no problem. And sure as you go, Bob's your uncle, you know? Uh, yeah. And he, he, he did this for 27 years. Uh, here, here's, here's a good fact. I should have brought this up earlier, and I didn't. Uh, 459 people died while under his care from 1971 and 1998. Fuck. I'm not sure how many people were murdered because, you know, People are going to die under a doctor's oh, care. Yeah, yeah. It's going to early on, early on in his practice, uh, a four-year-old girl died in this early stage of his medical career. You think it's hard to practice infirmary? Maybe that could have been it, man. What? What if it was? Uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, all we can do is speculate, you know, on what yeah. what what flipped his switch, what came before, what. 
what was his escalation? You know. Yeah. Then uh, in, in the, the there was two other doctors that failed to detect that he had deliberately administered a grossly excessive dose of morphine. Like, these motherfuckers are just overlooking shit. Well, yeah, I mean, and like, again, it's... In 1994, it's, that happened. Like, in 98, they seized the 10,000 pounds worth of uh, jewelry they found in his garage. So he was taking souvenirs. Yeah. So there was something to it. Some he was getting some kind of gratification out of it because that's that's what the souvenirs that they take from kills are just like the souvenirs you take from vacation. It's a memory. You you look at that to remember the moment. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a, well, but see, uh, six six pieces were returned to her, I guess his wife. Um, yeah, her daughter or somebody. Primrose shipment. They auctioned 33 pieces off, and uh, only one piece returned to a murdered patient's family. It was a platinum diamond ring because they had a photo of it. Wow. Yeah, man. So, and he wasn't stealing, that shows that he wasn't stealing it just to steal it. Like, he could have got off that quick. Yeah, you would think. He was holding on to it. Yeah, those those were mementos. He wanted to. He wanted to remember those kills. Uh, maybe those were his favorites. Because I mean, it, 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 he obviously didn't take well jewelry from all two hundred and fifty something victims, you know. Yeah. Yeah, just from that. And plus, uh, now like over there, you know, because things change, you know, like death certificate practices were all altered. Um, Reluctance to risk over-prescribing pain medication. That probably should have happened here in the fucking mid-90s in the United States, to be honest. Yeah, you're fucking right. It should have. Oh, God. Uh, but uh, the the practice for the uh, perhaps the largest change was the movement from single doctor general practices to multiple doctor general practices because you couldn't police, you know, as the word police, you know what I'm saying, within the community as doctors. If somebody was by themselves, it wasn't as easy to yeah. control. So you could you could report, you know, and you could you could watch what they're doing, and you would have a you could kind of keep you know tabs on people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you got the you always you you know you got your accountability built in right there. It's it's crazy how much effect that he had. This one fucking frumpy old dude had on like the medical practice of an entire. Empire, and this shit right here, uh, this is what it's to get cremated. They added questions at the funeral, the organizing, the people organizing the funeral must answer. Do you know or suspect that the death of the person who has died was violent or unnatural? And do you consider that there should be any further examination of the remains of the person who has died? So, like, they changed paperwork. They changed the way that they practice. Like he affected a lot of, you know, more than just the yeah. families that, that he, you know, pretty much destroyed, you know, and he changed the medical community over there, which he killed, confirmed, you know, almost 250 people confirmed. So 
Yeah, it probably should be changed. There's something wrong, you know, and it probably yeah. should be changed worldwide. That's that's not a, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, to avoid that shit. Yeah, that could happen <laughs> here easily. Like, I hope, oh, yeah. oh God, that, that, that we have that same practices here, which we probably don't. <laughs> you know what uh, I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Good chance we don't. Yeah, there's a big fucking chance we don't. And we'll get into this Shiro Ishii, and this will fucking tell you why. Yeah, fucking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Surgeon gonna, General Shiro Ishii. Yeah, uh, Surgeon General, also Lieutenant General. He was Lieutenant General only because he was medical, and that was the highest rank he could achieve. He couldn't yeah. become a full blown general. Uh, Shiro Ishii was an accomplished scientist. He was uh, whip smart, uh, and he he I. I one interesting thing that I found was he grew bacteria in college as pets. Yeah. Not even as that was um goddamn Japan. Goddamn. Yeah, I mean he was getting with fucking with the bubonic plague and shit. Like he was mm-hmm. he was fascinated with it, you know. Um he, he was born in nineteen or 1892 to a wealthy family, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, his family was looked upon as, you know, uh, I, I can't, I don't know their wording, you know what I'm saying, exactly, but uh, they were wealthy, and they had high uh, influence in the, in the surrounding areas, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, they had really people had... that worked for them, indentured slaves, as they called them, and them people worshipped the people that were wealthy. Like It was believed back then that poor people didn't mean as much as rich people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that, that's just how they it was, thought. Uh, it was like just coming out of the feudal system. Uh, so... You, you, you're like, well, like, like uh, the West had uh, medieval serfdom. Uh, it's kind of the same kind of thing where you have you have your 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 upper class that stands on the back of everyone else. Uh, yeah. So I mean, he got he got started off. Uh, you know, he was born with silver chopsticks in his mouth, and uh, he was. Uh, and, and I mean, he was admittedly really smart. He's a really smart dude, but he. Uh, he took it to a real dark place. Um, we'll let's just get to the interesting part. He was the head of uh, Unit Seven Thirty One, or what, what was the official name? Like the the fucking Center for Water and Waste Disposal. Yeah, or some some <laughs> shit like that. Because because even though they were doing all this evil shit, they wanted to keep it quiet because they knew what they were doing was wrong, and they were doing. Uh, if you don't know, there's a movie about Shiro Ishii in Unit 731. It's oh, called really? Men Behind the Sun. Yeah. It's a 1988 Chinese-made flick. So it's like, because all the people that they were fucking, oh. yeah, were Chinese. So it's a, Chinese, it's a movie made in Chinese, and it just, or made in China, and it just highlights how fucking evil they were, and it's like, late 80s Chinese gore flick too it's like a historical gore film 
it's really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but you kind of see some of it's historically accurate and some of it's, you know, Chinese anger, which is, which is fine. You know, you can, you know, but, uh, they did shit like, um, they would take people outside and tie them up and pour cold water, like in the cold, it was fucking cold where they were and they would pour cold water over their hands and arms until they got frostbite. And then they would put it in boiling water to see if they could cure the frostbite. Or alternately, they would fucking freeze the hands and then smash them with hammers uh, to see what that would do. Um, They would infect all manner of people, men, women, children. uh, Oh, they made a part two also. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. They would do, you know, all forms of people. They they did Chinese, they did Soviets. uh, There were American GIs there, prisoners of war. And they would fucking infect them with anthrax, the bubonic plague, all kinds of shit. And then while they were still alive, they would dissect them to watch the fucking, the ravages of the disease on the inside. And they would, you know, dissect the dead as well. Um... He was, fucking Shiro Ishii was, he had a mind for biological weaponry. He did, uh, they would drop clay pots of fleas infected with a genetically modified version of the bubonic plague onto Chinese villages. Yeah. And then they would go into the village, drag these motherfuckers out into fields and dissect them alive in front of the village i mean they 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 were mechanized and passionless uh this this was all you know from everything that i've seen like you know, not just from the movie but from stuff that i've read it was it was all passionless there was no joy to it it was just um it was scientific curiosity unchecked by humanity so you've got this fucking guy out there doing just heinous things. He would uh he would give people candies infected with anthrax and just yes. yeah, well he would send soldiers out to villages and they'd hand out candy to these children and uh then they would come back and fucking take the kids and vivisect their asses in the fields to see what anthrax was doing to him. Like, they would think it it was kindness, but it wasn't. It was a fucking trap. They said that he also, he'd come back, they'd come back and watch their parents just afraid to death on what's going on, not understanding what the problem is, coming back like they can help. I mean, they were fucking sick, dude. Yeah, they were. How did did he get the the fleas or whatever infected with it? Rats? They yeah. would inject rats, and then they would meticulously pick all the fleas off carefully, and then trap them. Like first, he was dropping baskets, but he wanted a better delivery system, and he wanted to make it a bomb. That way, they could be higher up. You know what I'm saying? And and drop the and they could do it to the west. They wanted to do it to the yeah. United States. Get it, get it around. Uh, but. The clay pot. They they even they still have some of them clay pots at the uh, at that. Oh crap! 
I had the name, but uh, the Japanese Army Unit 731 War Crimes Exhibition Hall. They changed that. The the factory that they worked in, or whatever you want to call it, that, that their lab mm-hmm. was so well fortified, but it was one of the last things, buildings standing in that area after it got bombed. Goddamn. They turned it Manchuria. into Manchuria. Manchuria yeah. was where they were. Manchuria. Okay. Uh, I, it, it just, fuck, I was trying to think of it earlier, and it just yeah. dawned on me again because, you know, Manchurian candidate. But, uh, but yeah, that's. But I would love to go there one of these days just to see, you know. And I think it's important that they have stuff like that. That they're like they're not trying to deny it, you know. And to Mantuco. Yeah. Yeah. At seven thirty one in Mantuco, Mantuco. Yeah. But see, and he got away with it, um, because they there was they were in the World War Two, but they were also. Uh, the second Sino-Japanese War. Yeah, it so was, uh, with the Chinese, and that's how he kind of skirted the issue with uh, World War II war crimes. Do you well, know what I'm saying? No, not uh, I mean, from the world. From the but see, that's how that's how he was able to get that facility because he, yeah. you know, what I'm saying that rank and all that because they were doing that. But then World War Two, you know kind of happened at the same time so it just kind of yeah and it kind of covered up you know yeah a little bit of a cover-up little deal a little bit of a smoke screen yeah yeah because they i mean it said that they killed over like around ten thousand people and and research this shit was just like you know yeah it was what happens if you do this to an individual yeah what happens if you put it on this person's head how many mm-hmm. times would it take? Uh, uh, I think it was. Uh, I, I can't remember if it was uh, Unit 731 or Birkenau. They would fucking hit him in the head with rifle stocks and see how that many times you could. Yeah, you can hit him in the head. See how many times you can hit him in the head before they get irreparable brain damage. Yeah, uh, and I imagine that happened over there too because yeah. they were studying oh, yeah, yeah. every aspect of it there was no pain medication given when surgery was done because they wanted everything to be you know what i'm saying the, the organs functioning how does that'd be fucked up man they were also de- developing uh vaccines for the, the the fucking bubonic plague and stuff they wanted to make enough antidote to vaccinate the the entirety of the Japanese population, yeah. so that when they release this fucking su- this super plague into the world, they would be fine. They'd be they'd be taken <laughs> care of. You know. Uh, yeah. And, uh, the Chinese people still hate him. Yeah. Still to this day, they. I mean, this happened in you know the thirties. Yeah. They still have hatred. People in China still have hatred for this man. But I guess the plagues lasted. Yeah, they carried yeah, on after yeah, the war. Like, it didn't yeah. go away. It wasn't just like, oh, the, it's done. No, that shit kept on going. Oh, yeah, yeah. It killed, like, hundreds of thousands of people died in result of, uh, of, uh, of Shira Ishii. He was, uh, I, I'm so glad that the, what stopped it was the, uh, Allied occupation of Japan, and and then the bombs, you know, uh, or did any anyway the the 
the the fuckification of Japan by the Allies. I, I'm not sure which came first, the bombs or the occupation, whatever. Um, it stopped. He was working on Operation Cherry Blossoms at Night, where he would take yeah. those those ceramic containers full of plague fleas and drop them on the West Coast. Uh, there they were. There were you balloons. That, yeah, yeah. They reach, and I think they killed one person because there was a bomb. Yeah, they, yeah. it's like three, three or four, and that one well, incident. I, I, thought I thought they, they killed, killed a, a a woman and her her student. She was a teacher. Oh yeah, yeah that's what I was saying. Like I've seen one that, that said like she's like she's pregnant, so I don't know if that yeah. counts. And uh, yeah, that's a, there's that's like a couple deal. other students next to him, next to her. Look what I found, and then she disturbed it, and it blew up. Yeah. But, I mean, and is he a serial killer? Would I? I don't think. See, that's the thing. That's this goes back to the the conversation that we had before the show. Is I don't think he was. He was just a. He was a fucking mad scientist. More than he yeah. was a serial killer. He was a. He was like a scientific curiosity unchecked by humanity, and it leads to all that. And the way that he got away with it is the most disgusting part of all, I think, because the people that they had in this camp were called Maruta. It's log or material because that's all they were. And at the end, they put them on a big pile and they burned them like logs. Um, Some of those Maruta were Soviets, uh, Soviet uh, prisoners of war because they were involved in all that action over there. And even Americans. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were American. They had Americans there too. A lot of what came out came out due to American GIs who survived Unit Seven Thirty One, and uh, fucking. So we get down to I don't it's, I don't think it was like the Nuremberg trials, but it was you know it was the the uh, Eastern World War Two War Crimes Tribunal or whatever. So we're there, and, and fucking Russia's like, can we please have all these motherfuckers executed? Uh, I mean, we have all this proof, and then America cut a deal with Shiro Ishii for immunity. They took, uh, because I can't remember the guy's name, it said, you know, this is this is scientific information that America never could have gotten. Uh, from uh, the, the dissections and everything, all the data they took, to, even into the biological warfare shit, it's stuff that America never could have done because of that, you know, because of ethics and, and laws and humanity. Uh, it kind of puts a, a, a break on doing shit like that. So in exchange for all his data, America granted him immunity for all the war crimes he committed, all the tens of thousands of people that died because of him, uh, or, or, you know, it's just, it's no big deal. And then they paid him like a fuckload of money. Yeah. They they put him, and there are some that, that say that he was also given a post at Fort Detrick here on the East Coast and was, uh, was uh, vital in America's uh, development of bioweapons. Uh, at the end of, of Men Behind the Sun, and I don't know how true this is because I haven't fact-checked it, but it's, it suggests 
that as we entered the Korean conflict, Shiro Ishii was seen at a prominent American camp over there in the Korean War. And like within the next couple of days, biological agents were introduced into the fucking Korean theater. So I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's I mean, uh, not with our government. I I mean, I mean, I've referenced Operation Paperclip a thousand times. Yeah, uh, and where they where they brought in all the Nazis, and that's not a conspiracy theory; that's documented fucking fact. Uh, so I mean, yeah, we work with uh, our government works with the most evil of the most evil. Yeah, if it well, benefits them. Yeah, if they can get a one up on everyone else in the world. They'll they'll work with them. So yeah. be extremely smart and have shit that uh, no one else has, and you won't never get convicted of murdering thousands or hundreds of people yeah yeah i mean no honestly isn't that how it works it seems it does with our government yeah it seems um, that way you just gotta you just gotta kill enough people you know what yeah, i'm saying and have enough evidence and and, and research uh, on it. was research. it stalin who said the death of one is a tragedy the death of a million is just a statistic oh uh, so you just i think it was i think it was stalin because he was a fucking cunt uh, but let's move. Let's move into uh Joseph. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been, uh, yeah, I've been waiting on this one. Okay, you want to talk about real, the fucking true embodiment of fucking evil, Joseph Mengele, Joseph Mengele, the angel of death. Uh, I'd like to quote as we get into this, um, a uh late 20th century poet uh, who had discussed uh, Joseph Mengele. Auschwitz, the meaning of pain, the way that I want you to die, slow death, immense decay, showers that cleanse your life. Forced in like cattle you run, stripped of your life's worth. Human mice for the angel of death, 400,000 more to die. Angel of death, monarch to the kingdom of the dead. That was a Late 20th century poet Tom Araya, Slayer, Angel of Death. Uh, uh, Joseph Mengele was uh, where, where Shiro Ishii was an example of a fucking a real life mad scientist. Mengele was a serial killer. Um, he was a serial killer in a government made up of serial killers. And he took immense pleasure in everything he did. Um, so I want to kind of give, cause I, I know things about things. So let's take it back to before he was, uh, the final solution moved to the camps. Um, before, because the, the final solution is, you know, the killing of all the non-Aryans, right? So Hitler said, roll with it. And they enacted a group of a group called the Einsatzgruppen. I don't know what it translates to, but it was a fucking it was uh, seven battalions of 500 men each. And it was a roving army of serial killers that were not part of the Wehrmacht. 
they were not part of the German army. They were sanctioned by the government, but they weren't part of the regular army. So there was that there was that divide. They were uh, treated like wild dogs. Uh, and what they would do is they would take the Einsatzgruben, uh, the, the Einsatzkommando, and they would say, okay, you hunt down Jewish men between 15 and 45. Kill them on sight. And they would fucking, they would, these battalions would move into towns and they would systematically kill. They would dig massive graves, put people in front of them, gun them down, push them into the grave. Next one comes up, German efficiency. All right. And pretty soon the Einsatz commandos started fucking shooting themselves because they thought that they could take it, but they couldn't. And it's not um, like, like the Waffen SS. It's these, these aren't positions that you get and then step down from. So you might as well just fucking kill yourself. So these guys were out in the fields. They were fucking drunk. They were high on meth. Uh, then they were shooting themselves in the head at a higher rate than anybody else in, in the Third Reich. Uh, so they were like, okay, maybe this is a bad idea. Um, maybe, maybe the Einsatzgruben is a bad idea. Let's, we've already got the camps and it's at, the, at this point it was full of political prisoners um, and dissidents and, and things like that. People who were trouble, you know what I'm saying? Um, but then they started just fucking packing them all in. This is the point where the final solution goes to the camps and Mangalo starts to make his mark. So, so what, what they, they did, did uh, the reason I brought up that whole thing the Ansatz Rubin was because this was a personal one-on-one -on -one thing. And the Germans saw that this didn't work. This was destroying their men uh, mentally. So they moved it to the camps to make it a mechanical, medicalized, detached, depersonalized thing. It's all fucking clockwork and steady as you go. And everybody's fine. Um, most of the people who were working the camps were fucking hammered all the time because you have to be, if you're a human being and you're in a position yeah. to where you're uh, doing such horrible fucking shit, man. Uh, and a lot of the, and a lot of the people there, and I'm not just like, you know, shitting on Nazis to shit on Nazis. I mean, they're the evilest people, you know, some of the most evil people in history, but uh, a lot of them there were, were, were there because they were scared. They were cowards. Because it's like you can work at the camp or you can go to Stalingrad and fight or you can go to the French front and fight. You know, you can go crawl in the fucking freezing cold trenches and get tore down by fucking allied gunners or you can work in this comfortable camp where you have a nice bed to sleep in every night and there's a 99% chance that you're not going to get shot in your fucking liver. You know, so it's these these guys who are just wanting to see battle. Uh, and that's a lot of what helped Mangala pull rank. was because he was a fucking war hero already. He had uh, already gotten uh, the Iron Cross, the Bronze Cross. He had saved two guys from a burning tank. He was a, he was a, a medic. I like uh, that he, yeah, yeah. And he got, he got something else, like the, the black something or other. Uh, it was, I think it's like he did something and one they sent him off and he did something good and they gave me and then they sent him off again and he done something good but the third time they sent him off he got hurt 
Yeah, so you got kind of like the, uh, I guess the, the Third Reich's version of a Purple Heart, and was given a, he went back to the, yeah, the office of, oh yeah, yeah, um, he went back to the Office of Race and Resettlement, which, fuck dude, could you imagine getting a summons from the Office of Race and Resettlement? Jesus fucking Christ, it's, it's just, yeah, and it's all just fucking red tape and bureaucracy the whole time, you know? So anyway, we've moved, the, the Third Reich has moved from this killing, this murder squad uh, into a killing machine, literally. And Mengele comes into Auschwitz-Birkenau uh, uh, because... I didn't know until, you know, I started really reading it into stuff. These places were huge. Concentration camps were enormous. Inside Auschwitz, there were three camps. Uh, I don't remember the other two, but, like, one was, um, I don't know, just a straight death camp. And then Birkenau was your medical camp where all the fucking, uh, where Mengele reigned. And then, like, Auschwitz three was... Uh, Slave labor. Uh, and they, these, these are like working cities. They had a theater. They had a cinema. They had a fucking uh, supermarket. They had a tailor, a haberdasher, <laughs> you know, uh, restaurants. Uh, where, where they did the selections on the ramps when, when the new arrivals would come in, there were 45 train tracks. There were 45 sets of train tracks that came in from all over Europe. These places were fucking mind-bogglingly huge. But Birkenau. Uh, Mengele loved getting on the ramp and doing the selections. Loved it. Ah, you go here, you go here, you go here, you come with me, you come with me. He'd pick out twins or people who were too tall or too short or too fat or too skinny. Just anybody who looked interesting to... Um, yeah, if you if you couldn't work, and you was a kid, and uh, you was too old, or uh, if you was pregnant, you was pretty much sent off. Unless yeah, you was almost full term. Unless you was almost full term pregnant. And then the the claim was that he loved uh, to take the babies and have the mother, you know, have them hold them or whatever and then cut her breast off and then watch the baby starve as she would suffer to watch her baby starve to death. Uh, he's a sick motherfucker, dude. And this is why I say that he is by and yeah, large yeah. more evil. He is one of the most evil people yeah. that ever walked. Um, cause what he also every now and then like when he'd get all horned up he'd take a, one of the young girls and do whatever with her. No, he wouldn't do whatever with her. He would like there's a there's a story where he saw a fifty like this fifteen year old Jewish girl who like got him hard. So he took her out of the line and disfigured her. He mutilated her for the crime of making his dick hard. Yeah, so that he wouldn't uh lust. Okay, well I mistook yeah, his, his, his illicit lust for the Judah. You know, he was so fucking ashamed. It, it's I like, like nurse, because he had a twenty-two-year-old nurse that 
would go with him everywhere, and she was just as fucked up as he was. Yeah, the bitch of Buchenwald. So I imagine he was laughing at him inside. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she wasn't ugly. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. She wasn't great from the picture I seen. She. Yeah, I mean, she was. Mangala's wife looked more like an Aryan man than Mangala did. Oh, okay, I did. So, his nurse. She was actually Aryan. Yeah. But, uh, so he didn't get to go in the book of whatever fucking he did. The Spitten book is the kinship book of the SS. Uh, The SS is like, uh, uh, basically, all you get is you get your name in a book. It says you are a pure Aryan member of the SS, and then when you have a child, uh, Heinrich Himmler personally sends you like a sword and a spoon, mm. uh, like a silver spoon and a, a ceremonial Nazi sword. Um, but because they couldn't prove that her great grandfather wasn't a Jew, uh, they didn't get they didn't get the book and they didn't get the swords and the spoons and that just really chapped Mangala's ass like he was a Nazi's Nazi um just man some of the shit that he did was just he would uh cut limbs off of twins and switch them and see if they'd work uh he would stitch twins together and and there were times where one would die, and so they would just be the other one would have to wait to die, to uh, you know while they carried the corpse of their their sibling. Uh, he loved twins. the 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 thing The thing was the science of twins was important because if they could understand how twins worked, they could understand how to make women have twins every time they got pregnant. Because if you're having two kids with every insemination, that means you're guaranteed to populate the world with Aryan children twice as fast. Yeah. I mean, it's a dumb shit logic, <laughs> but that was where he was going. Um, I, I was just, just to highlight how fucking evil this guy was, um, one of the first things he did when he gets to, to, to uh, Buchenwald was to send like a hundred and something people to the gas chamber, just like 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 a hundred and something gypsies, send them straight to the fucking gas chamber. Just like more than a hundred. I don't know. I was like maybe like six hundred. I was a fuckload of people to be gassing on your first goddamn day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like you know you think you'd want to. You would think a human would have to work up to that to sending a fucking. A concert venue full of people to their death for no other reason than being gypsies, you know. Um, there was another uh, later. There was a typhus outbreak because typhus was rampant in the camps because it thrives in overcrowded, unsanitary places. Right, so there's a typhus outbreak in a women's a, a Romani women's camp, and uh, they were like, 
the high command was like, liquidate the camp. Uh, we don't want the typhus spreading. Liquidate the camp. Kill them all. And Mangle was like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Why would you waste all those bodies? It's like, yeah, they have typhus, but that's 600 people I could be experimenting on. We can't kill them. So it's like, it's like he's the most evil option over Nazi high command. Because, I mean, once you're dead, you're dead, right? But once you're in the fucking, in, 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 in the clutches of the angel of death, it could be a long time. I mean, you could, you could suffer for, you know, weeks. Uh, they also take, like, five-year-old kids and throw them in fires and shit. Oh, yeah, there was one uh, experiment where he took a bunch of Jewish children and put them in a fire pit. Uh, Wait, not, he, they claim that he took one, he was fond of one of them, and had him dress up exactly like him and walk him around for a few weeks. He went everywhere with him. Then he got tired of them, and they went hand-in-hand hand everywhere they went. And hand-in-hand, hand, he led them to a fire pit. So he meant. Yeah. Yeah. He's a sick motherfucker, man. Yeah, see, they had taken, the High Command had taken the final solution and made it impersonal. They had made it a machine. Uh, they had medicalized it and officiated it to where it was just all efficient. And Mangala purposefully made it personal. He fucking. If he was a doctor it, and uh, it wasn't in the Nazi. Camps, he probably would have been just like Shipman, and yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he was given, yeah, and he was so much way fear. more people. But he, I think he would have, you know what I mean? He, he would have had a practice and been a low key serial killer for, for a while, you know, he wouldn't have killed as many people, yeah. He, he wasn't given, but uh, he never got killed. Did he, did he die of natural causes? Mm, I believe so, yes. Yeah, he died of a heart attack or something. Uh, he had a stroke. Ah, uh, yeah, he, he had a stroke while he was swimming. He went to Argentina and got away, escaped, because he would have been fucked. Like, he wasn't getting out of war crimes. He, he didn't know anything no. about rocket propulsion. So, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, uh, he, he, he knew that he was fucked. He knew that he was, like, a demon. You know, uh, he, so he went, I think they called him, I want to say Rat Tracks or uh, um, Rat Trails. It was, it was like, it was like the, oh God, I don't want to say that. Um, it was a way for like underground supporters of the Nazis to transport them to places of safety Kind of like a thing that, but I don't want to compare the two. You know? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't, no, yeah, don't tell me. Yeah, don't tell me. But I mean, it's the it same was, thing. But it was, but it was, they had uh, people that, yeah. that looked out for them. Uh, and they went, and, and then Argentina's leader was very pro Nazi, so he was all about protecting them. Uh, and then, like, post war Nazi hunters got onto him. Uh, because his wife divorced him. Well, and then and, he didn't and, give a shit. Eventually, he just like changes his name back, started yeah. going by his real name, and he got remarried. And 
I mean, there are people. They said the people hated him. He was arrogant and old fuck. You know, pretty much, you know, just. Yeah. He, he thought other people that weren't Aryan, he looked down upon them, you know, condescending. Yeah. And, he thought he was smarter than everybody else. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I mean, yeah, he died uh, of a stroke while swimming and was buried Wolfgang Gerhardt and was exhumed in 1985, I believe, in forensic evidence uh, proved that that was Mangala. So he's dead. Um, I'm, we I'm still don't know about Hitler, though, right? Uh, Hitler's very much alive. Yeah. Um, that was a body double in the bunker. And I mean, he's, how old uh, that motherfucker be right now? Like a fucking like a hundred, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's fucking he's too obvious. Yeah, I'm sure he is, bud. <laughs> uh, okay, so I've been I've been fucking shoveling all this evil into my head for a couple of days, and I've been dusting up my research on because like like I, I don't I'm not I'm not pro Nazi, but I'm fascinated by like. Everything that had like the like the Holocaust, uh, and and characters like Mangala and and um, Hans Schweitzer, who was the uh, who was the designer, the artist who did all their things. Anyway, I'm 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 just interested in it because you know I, I like true crime and I like the occult and it's both all at once. Yeah. You know, and uh, um, that era of history is just because of all the exploration and stuff is really interesting to me. But um, I've been digesting this evil over again. And I've been seeing it a lot lately, and so it's kind of pissing me off. This is why Mangala is the perfect example of why I hate when people fucking throw the word Nazi around. Because you don't... People don't understand how fucking evil that word really is like you don't understand the weight behind it and and throwing it around like like people do like oh you don't agree with me you're a nazi throwing that word around it minimizes the fucking the loss and the destruction and the insanity and the evil that plagued Europe for a decade before we were able to come in and stop it. I fuck it. I don't know. It just drives me goddamn nuts. Uh, like people, uh, like you, yeah, uh, people, uh, you, you know, Hitler bad. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? But people don't understand how fucking bad. Like they don't understand how. Deep well, the roots a, of that evil is, you know. I seen a uh, a, a video, a short clip of where a guy went to some students and was like, "Do you consider this guy? I'm not saying who it is. Y'all probably figure it out. Is just as bad as uh, Hitler?" And they're like, "Yeah." And he was like, "So you consider him as bad as killing like one point?" How many? One point two million Jews? Was it that many, or was it more? Was it two million? Six. Uh, six is the number that gets thrown. Six million. Okay. 
six million Jews, you consider him as bad as Hitler? He did that? That was the girl was like, he did that? What the fuck are you being taught in school? And that's and that's the six million number. That's just the camps. Yeah. So who knows? That's not the Einsatzgruppen. They yeah, killed goddamn. thousands. Yeah, my bad. I, I fucking low into that one because I didn't know. Uh, like, Johnny, what you're talking about, I think that a lot of those people and kids are uh, just uh, they think it's cool to you know say that someone. kind of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, like they like you, but like Yeti was getting at. They don't understand the depth and the the, the yeah. actual, what it means to call someone Hitler or a Nazi because it's way fucking worse than you understand. Yeah, no matter how the history of it, and if you knew the history of it, you would probably be like, oh no, he's not as bad as them. He's a piece of shit, you know, or you know, yeah. or an individual is a piece of shit, but they're not fucking yeah. killing millions yeah. of people, piece of shit. Yeah, you know, I know. I won't ever equate a leader to Hitler until they have given the command to run genocide. I think the closest that America has had to Adolf Hitler is Andrew Jackson. Uh, Cause he was a genocidal fuck. Um, but yeah, no. And also, I mean, Hitler was a better leader than we've had in a long time. He led his people and he brainwashed the motherfuckers to believe in something. He, so yeah, no, he was not, not good. Not Hitler, not yeah, good. Let's move on. Uh, definitely going to have to fucking edit that out. Third Reich Germany was the richest country on the face of the fucking planet. <laughs> uh, let's move on. A little bit lighter note. I don't know if it's uh, lighter, but it is. It's very much well. It's not as brutal. I don't know if yeah, it's light. Jack Borkian, and this is in our lifetime. Yeah, you know, uh, which I guess uh, Shipman was, but he wasn't over here in the United States. And and don't get me wrong. There's lots of other nurses and doctors that have killed people and that have been caught. You know, like the one dude that had murdered how many fucking old people in a nursing home or whatever. You know, he was a nurse, but yeah, so it's there's so many people. It's hard to talk about every one of them. But we were kind of pushing toward like some interesting historical shit, you know, more or less. And um, but Jack of Orkin, this guy um, was born uh, in 1928, so he's been around a while. Died in 2011. But he was the the public figure that championed terminal patients' rights to die by fishing-assisted suicide. And growing up, you know, as a teenager and hearing this shit, you know, we, which you're a teenager, you, we don't, we didn't have social media, which I, I'm glad to be honest. Uh, but just hearing it on the news, like you catch snippets of it, like you did, I didn't know the full details, you know. But he was wanting to. I thought he killed a whole bunch of people from the way that brought up on the news. You know what I mean? Like they were yeah, like, like he was a serial killer or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's, like he was a murderer. He was a serial killer. And that's how I always thought of him because I didn't ever research it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he wasn't something that like I'd see stuff about him. And then Oregon picked up that plan, you know, and it's like, well, what the fuck? You know? 
And I still got it. I remember, uh, um, cause I'm sure you guys remember too, back in the day, like my parents would come home with like printed off jokes and stuff from work. Uh, it was like, like, like ancient memes, you know? And my mom came home with a gift certificate for one free visit to Dr. Jack Kevorkian. And it was fucking hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Kevorkian was, he was all over the news for a while. And, uh, he fucking, how many cases did he beat? Like, he beat several cases until, I mean, he just kept, uh, he's in Michigan, so he was doing assisted suicides, and they would try to fucking jam him up, and he'd be like, I didn't kill anybody. And there's no law against assisted suicide. Yeah, because he he would have him on video. This is how he got away with it. And, and his lawyer is saying that he assisted in 130 terminally ill people between 1990 and 1998. But he filmed every single one of them. And so you're saying you want to die. This is on you. Well, they put him on TV. You know what I'm saying? And or, or they would show this in the court cases. And this one guy, he was he was in a wheelchair. I don't think he could move. Something happened to him. You know, he's paraplegic. And his wife was there. I took it as it was his wife. Yeah, it seemed like it. And uh, he was crying. And she's like, you suffered for so long. And But they had to push the button. Yeah. The death machine is what they called it. They had to push the button. So he technically didn't kill them. He, he gave them the drugs. Which I don't understand how that works. But he's a doctor, so he could prescribe them drugs. But if you know that it's going to kill someone, this, how, is there, there's, how is there a loophole? Like, you know you're, you're a doctor. Uh, I think it's. I think the doctor thing gives him a shield because I'm pretty sure if I set you up a machine that was like, if you push this button, it's gonna fucking kill you, and that went to court, my ass would go to prison. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. I think the doctor thing gave him a little bit of a shield, and probably he had a fucking fat wallet and a good attorney. And he had the knowledge, and he had the knowledge. Yeah, probably no law and then he could say well i'm taking care of a patient i'm treating the patient that's how he always said it was i'm treating the patient the government don't care about the patient they don't care if you suffer if you're alive you're dead if you're suffering and you don't want to live they don't care because they don't care about the patient they only it doesn't matter to them they only care about the law yeah which i mean that's what they're supposed to care about the law so it's not their job but, to care about the patient, you know. But they should allow the doctor to care for the patient. I, yeah, I, and, and that's what he's yeah. fighting for. It was, it was. I have so much respect for Jack Vorkin, uh, not just because he was uh, doing the assisted suicide thing. It was because he was convict me, motherfucker. Go ahead. You know, he he was he was down to. He was down to go to court in due time. He would fucking he would put it on TV. This is what I'm doing, uh, and I, I really believe that it wasn't just look at me, look at me. It was these people are suffering, and there's a better way, and we can do better. You know, 
Uh, yeah, I want you to see it. I want to. I want to confront every one of you motherfuckers in your living room. You know? See, he kept getting louder and louder on it, and uh, and he he would have never went to prison if he had just shut up. You know, he could have kept killing people or assisting, but that he he believed in it so much that he administered the poison on his own. Yeah, he had the old video and showed it on like Dateline. Yeah, not give a fuck. Line. Yeah, and he was just like he wanted to go to court with this conversation. To get it passed through law, which failed. I mean, it failed miserably. Yeah. Like, but because there's other doctors out there, like the one doctor from New York, he come out and said that he prescribed a woman, excuse me, enough pain medication to kill herself. Yeah. It's, Dr. Crowell, was it Crowell? Sounds right. But he was fighting. He he was fighting in New York after all this come out that this should happen. You know, like. Hey, buddy, what's what's your little kitty doing over there? He wants Dr. Kevorkian? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but, and then in uh, Oregon, I mean, and this is where all this got brought up. See, he come out in the public and was like, hey, this needs to change. And Oregon, and now I guess there's 15 other states that have this where you can do it. Or it's, you know, on, or it happened to be through the years. They try to get it passed or whatever, but uh, Oregon passed it. Went in and yeah. like, if you want to kill yourself, but you have to be terminally ill, you got to be dying within six months, and you got to have a waiting period to choose whether or not you want to do it. Yeah, and you have, the second, you have to have a second opinion, and yeah. and then they just like write you a script for some killer drugs, and then like a lot of people who uh, who get the drugs don't even take them. They just have. I think it was a third of a patient that don't do it. Yeah, but it's it's a it's a. I think it's good to give give a, a person an option because, uh, oh man, here we go. Um, I don't know. I don't. I believe in the right to die with dignity. Uh, I, I've seen enough people with terminal illnesses withered to nothing that uh, I would. Yeah, I, I'm behind. I'm behind what working was trying to do. Uh, I, I I believe that there should be a psychological evaluation done. I believe that there should be a waiting period, uh, you know, so you're not just – so it's an actual thing. I don't really think, you know, the whole six months left to live thing, I'm not really on board with that. But, um, you know, psychological evaluation, second opinions, waiting periods, so you're not just fucking deciding to whack yourself just to whack yourself, you know. Uh, well, that's yeah. just the six-month waiting period of that. You have to be terminally ill is because uh, they put that in there so that if you're paralyzed or, you know, like you're not a productive member of a family and you know it, you yeah. wouldn't be pressured into killing yourself because it's fully legal and yeah. someone talked you into that shit. They didn't want that to happen because, you know, like you got an elderly person or, or someone, you know, that's not as mentally stable and can't work or do whatever and you constantly talk about it you know, like you, probably, you know what I'm saying and then it gets in their yeah. head and then they figure out well yeah I probably should because it, I think, they feel worthless you know I think it's more likely though that you would your your family would try to talk you out of it uh, well that, that's true but you got there's piece of shit people out there that are fucking yeah, greedy yeah. 
Yeah. And my thing I, is, is, does like if you commit suicide, you don't get fucking uh, in, insurance or life insurance checks, anyways, do you? Um, it depends. Or you got like so many years or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like I'm not if considered you, committing suicide, so. If you have, if you have, um, in with most uh, life insurance policies, you have to have it for either like three to five years before it'll pay out in the event of a suicide, just so they know that you aren't gaming them. Yeah, uh, yeah, true. Yeah, because I mean, anybody could do that. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get life insurance and then go fucking smoke myself. So, you know, my That's family. Like that, uh, put life insurance on their loved one then their loved one gets shot or somehow they ain't, they die and it's like hey did you just fucking put life insurance on like fucking three months ago what do you think this is the 20s you know? yeah like come on days jesus <laughs> christ <laughs> uh but yeah but working like i mean he got the he got the ball rolling and and he wanted the, the conversation to happen because like you said people should die with dignity the one woman uh wanted to become a champion for the cause she wanted uh i don't know her name you can look it up. Uh, she wanted to die with her family around her, with the music that she likes, her husband there with her. She had a terminally ill. She was she was going to die. There was nothing she could do. Like, you know, and she wanted to die in a bed at home or, you know, somewhere with her family, her husband and her mom and, and the music she likes playing. Yeah. Did you say that she moved to Oregon for that? Yeah, she moved to Oregon for it so that she could die dignant. Dignif- whatever the fucking word dignity. Die with, a, with dignity. Uh, die, die with dignity. Yeah. Yeah, that's the word. But you know, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with that shit. I'm, I'm with the right to die. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just, it seems really fucking selfish to me to force someone to suffer longer just so you can feel better about it. Uh, and that goes for like all levels of the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Eddie, for, for, Eddie, I, I have to agree with you on that too. Uh, I mean, we're we're all. I mean, you know, there's, there's. I don't know, man. I remember but, years and years ago. This doesn't have to do with the doctor of working, but uh, it's been shit. Fifteen. It, it's been a while. It was the early two thousands, and I made a comment like. When I get buried, I'd, I'd, I'd like to be buried and like wrap me up in a cloth and bury me. I don't want to be embalmed, let the bugs feed on me. Yeah. And the woman made the comment, I would never let my husband do that. I, I you know, da, 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 and I'm just like, that is one of the most selfish fucking things I've ever heard. Someone's last wish was to be buried in a pine box, with, you know, so that you could be fed off of. Give back to the earth because that's what you should yeah. be doing, and that's yeah. the cycle of life. Uh, and to feed the earth again, which we're not doing anymore, and look at all the fucking issues. Which I mean, that's not the main cause, but I was just sitting there thinking, and it made me think: funerals are fucking selfish. They are. For, the funerals are the for the living. Passed away. It's about the family that has to deal with the person that's passed away. So, like when I die, I'm being cremated. There won't be a service. There won't be none of that shit. If people want to get together at someone's house and, you know, celebrate my life, but I'm not putting the, the burden, financial burden on my family. Cremate me for $1,100 or $1,500, whatever it is, and don't even worry about a service or none of that shit. 
Don't even don't even fucking claim me from the hospital. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. I mean, you know what I'm saying though, because it's like I wouldn't want anyone to suffer through that. Like it sucks. Funerals yeah. suck. And uh, which I'm not saying like I have a shitload of people come to my funeral anyways, but which I wouldn't. You know, besides family, you know, I don't have many friends. So, but why even put the burden into that? You know? Yeah. I mean, just fucking when I croak, y'all just y'all just get shit faced. That's see, that's for me. It's like I wish there was that green funeral where they they could plant you in a pod, you know, eight feet under, put a fucking tree over you, and yeah. be a forest. You know, that'd be fucking amazing. Yeah, it would. this is this is the Jonathan tree, you know, this yeah. is Jonathan Lowry's tree. Man, that because you're giving back, and I yeah. just went totally different fucking direction. We talked about that. What if they what if they planted that tree too close to a road and it grew up and uh, someone hit the tree and died? Well, it'd be a forest, dude. Oh, okay. A big haunted forest. They're not, they're not fucking planting you right next to a road. It'd be like a cemetery, but a, a semi-forest. Forest, yeah. Forest. I, would it be a I forest? Am, uh, <laughs> semi-forest, forest, 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 Woods. I don't know. Forest area? Woods. Is this the woods? woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Even if it wasn't haunted, it'd be haunted. You know? Yeah, the, the burial woods. I want to be fucking, I want personally, and uh, I don't think you can do it in America, uh, unless you've got a bunch of property and you can just keep the government off of it. Uh, I want to be have what's called a sky burial. Uh, it's a Tibetan thing where they take they take the, their, their dead up on a mountain and they strip their clothes, you know, they take the nude body up there and then they fucking cut them from from nut to gullet, and just open them up and leave them. And the bugs and the vultures and the scavenger animals come and eat them. And uh, I mean that's pretty much the same. Yeah, as being buried without because what fucks it up is the embalming fluids and all that shit that they put inside you. Yeah, to where it'll leach out into the ground. You know what I'm saying, and and in a lot of places like us, we have caverns and all that shit everywhere, and groundwater runoff. And I guess that's one of the reasons why they now they put you in a vault. And you, yeah, it's got to have a vault. It's got to be completely sealed. There's a it's place not. here in Tennessee that does just fucking white shroud burials. They wrap your ass in a sheet and kick you off in a hole. I think that'd be the uh, best thing to have, though. Yeah, it'd be great. I want that. Uh, I'm afraid if you just murdered, they'd never be able to find out because he wasn't in that coffin. But oh yeah, well, fuck it. I ain't no snitch anyway. Well, I guess if he was, if he was, if he was poisoned, then I guess the fucking bugs would fucking be dead too because they'd be eating on you and they'd find out all these dead birds are around here. <laughs> you know, like oh fucking, he was poisoned. Fuck. My fat ass done poisoned the ecosystem. <laughs> yeah. Just be a bunch of high animals walking around. <laughs> <laughs> He's bury me with a bunch of weeds. Uh, hey, bury me with a bunch of weed seeds. Ah! <laughs> That's what I think. I mean, that'd be fucked up, though. Like, yeah, we got a burial ground and we plant marijuana over top of it. It's the best fertilizer. We call this strain Yeti. I'd smoke it. The car would fucking love that shit because they'd had all kinds of bodies die. 
Fuck yeah, man. And, and they can just work right into their... Yeah, because the, the, the cartels, a lot of them work with uh, Santa Muerte. So they'd have that spiritual energy to work with, too. You sell them the fucking spirits of the dead. That's yeah. fucking metal. So that took a twist. Um, yeah, it I'm pretty. I'm a little bit more passionate than some people about barrels, I guess. Uh, but Doctor Kevorkian, he was. I mean, he got Top to see Top he got to he, talking. Mm-hmm. He did eight years. Yeah, he did eight years in prison for his death or murder. I mean, because they he injected him. You know, he did more time than anybody else that we talked about today. Fucking Italian, right? Yeah. He, he, he was just helping people. I think he did oh, six years in prison and two on paper. Because when he got out, he, he was on probation for two years. That ain't bad. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, he got that conversation moving. Let us know what you think uh, in the comments. And what else, you know, donate to our Patreon and we could bring up a subject for you if you'd like. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can always comment and hit us up on all of our social media, TN Horror News, Beyond the Basement Podcast. Uh, and we hope you enjoyed. Yeah. Make sure you go hit up some merch. Buy the merch. Everyone stay safe out there. Yeah. So take care, guys. Take care. Y'all be care now.